Okay, so this afternoon I'd like to continue exploring mindfulness of the body because the body is such a powerful resource to help us come back to balance whenever we realize we've got caught in some kind of reactivity. And because the purpose of this teaching, particularly this afternoon, is to come out of our more familiar, perhaps intellectual or cognitive orientation to the world, for this session in particular, I just invite you to put aside taking notes, writing during the session, and instead try to take in what I'm offering as a kind of a meditation practice. So the body is a powerful resource that helps us come back to balance. Because as we've all experienced, our minds, they have a tendency to cling and resist experience, which only enhances and prolongs our dukkha. But the quicker we can remember to bring the attention back to just the immediacy of sense-based experience, the easier it is to release that extra unnecessary suffering. And this is yet another reason why mindfulness of the body is the first establishment of mindfulness. Because it can be a kind of a refuge from all the craziness that at times the mind tries to convince us of. So whenever we recognize that the mind has got caught up in some kind of proliferation and our mental activity is spinning out, running amok, right there is a mindfulness bell to come back to the simplicity of breathing in and breathing out, of feeling the contact of the feet with the earth, contact of the sitting bones with the cushion, with a simple knowing of a sight or a sound, or as it says in the Bahia Sutta, in the seeing, just the seen, in the hearing, just the heard. So we're not adding anything extra to that experience. For some of you who may be more visual, there's another way of describing that experience that comes from one of my teachers, Gil Fronsdal, and he talks about different layers of experience being arranged around the model of a wheel. So if you think of a wheel lying horizontally for the moment, we can put at the center of that wheel, at the hub, the body and the breath. And then at the outer rim of the wheel, is the mind and the mental activity when it's got caught up and tangled with thoughts and emotions. And so you might get a sense from that image that the further we get from the hub of the wheel, the further we get from the body and breathing, the more likely we are to experience a sense of spinning out, getting entangled in those thoughts and emotions. It's almost as if there's a centrifugal force that's pulling us off-center pulling us into all of those emotional, mental dramas that are known as proliferation. But we can let that very sense of spinning out be a kind of mindfulness bell so we can recognize, come back to the hub of the wheel, the center, the body, the breath. And that can help us to feel more steady and grounded again because the center of the wheel feels to move more slowly than the outer rim. For many people, though, this ability to connect with our physical experiences and stay there, it doesn't come so easily. So this afternoon, I'd like to offer another set of contemplations, again from the Satipatthana Sutta, 
that can help support this training in what I'm calling body literacy. So this involves contemplating our physical experience in terms of what are known as the four elements, the earth element, the water element, the fire element, the air element. Now this is a new teaching to you on first hearing. It's possible we might think, well, that's not very sophisticated. We all know there are way more than four elements. But we need to understand that this is not intended to be a scientific description of the world. They're a way of understanding our physical experience more directly as qualities of hardness and softness, solidity, liquidity, warmth and coolness, movement, vibration, space, and so on. So a better translation might be the four elemental qualities rather than the four elements. So just a very quick run-through to get us started. The earth elemental quality is shorthand for anything that's experienced as hard or soft. Water element quality, any experience of liquid, of fluidity or stickiness. Fire element, there's shorthand for temperature, so any experience of warmth or coolness. And air elemental quality is the gas of air and also any kind of movement. And one benefit from knowing our physical experience in this way is it helps us to know just the body, within the body, as it says in the Satipatthana Sutta. So again, we're staying with just the immediacy of our experience. And for many of us, this is different from our usual ways of how we relate to the body as an image or a concept. So often we think of how our body looks from the outside. We can put a lot of emphasis on our appearance. Some of us tend to think of the body as a collection of parts that we can name or label. But neither of those is how we actually experience the body. So to get a sense of that, if your eyes aren't already closed, you might just close them for a moment. And just bring your awareness to your right hand. So being mindful of your right hand. Can you find a thing called hand? Of course, in your mind, you might overlay it with an image of a hand. But what's the actual direct experience? What do you notice, anybody? Tingling. Tingling, yeah, thank you. Warmth. Moistness, yep. Water. Movement. Movement, air. So there isn't this solid thing that's hand-shaped that we think of as the hand. It's just an interplay of these elemental qualities or experiences. And helping uh, understanding the body like this can help us to disidentify with it, to not take it so personally. So if we don't have any Dharma understanding, we tend to relate to our bodies in pretty unskillful ways. Perhaps with cruelty, with judgment, with harshness. Constantly trying to control the body and to improve the body. Or the opposite, indulging it, coddling it, 
getting conceited about it. We can identify with the body in terms of our sexual attractiveness or our fitness or our good health. So training to understand the body as this interplay of elemental qualities can help us find a more balanced approach. Another benefit of this understanding is it can help to break down the sense of ourselves as being completely separate entities from the natural world around us. We can start to experience our own organic nature very directly and to understand that it's no different from the organic nature of the environment around us. So this is a a skill training that we're doing here. And just to give a practical example, when we bring awareness to the body, we want to learn the language of these elements as a support for helping us stay with our experience without judgment. And just like learning any language, at first it might seem clunky, awkward, but as we get more fluent we can start to get more and more precise about the details of our experience. So just as a practical example, when we think, when we experience something in the body that conventionally we might label as pain, if we just sit there and know pain, 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 just the label itself can inadvertently reinforce that pain. But the invitation in the first stage of working with what we ordinarily call pain is try to try to notice these elemental qualities. So becoming curious and naming or knowing oh, pulling, pressure, hardness, tightening, heat, burning, expanding, numbness, tingling, throbbing, releasing, and so on. I don't know if even energetically you heard the difference then when I was naming that set of qualities as opposed to just saying pain, pain, pain. And often when we do that, if we don't overlay the static concept of pain on top of the experience, we can see more clearly how it's constantly changing. It's impermanent. It's impersonal, it's not under our control. And of course, it's dukkha, unsatisfactory. So when we explore our experience in terms of these elemental qualities, it can more directly help us realize insight into the three characteristics that all of insight practice is pointing to. The impermanence, the imperfection, and it's impersonal. So as I go a little further into these elemental qualities now, I invite you to see if you can find them directly in your own bodily experience, in the moment. So this will be a kind of a hybrid talk and guided meditation. So you might settle back into a comfortable posture and just let the words wash through. So coming back to the earth, elemental quality. The quality of earth stands as a symbol for any experiences of hardness or softness in the body. 
just as the earth itself is hard or soft. So experiencing the body as hard or soft, maybe solid, rough or smooth, heavy or light. These are all aspects of the earth elemental quality. Earth is everything solid and resistant. Everything that gives us form. So right now, sensing the weight of the body, sensing that weight sinking into the ground beneath you as earth. You might clamp the teeth together for a moment. Feel the hardness of the teeth as earth. Clench one hand. Perhaps feel the fingernails pressing into the skin. That's earth. And as we get more familiar with this language, we start to recognize just as a solidity and hardness and earth in our own bodies, so too there is solidity and hardness and earth outside. Right now you might feel the hardness of the floor beneath your body. And outside there are the trunks of the trees. That same solidity and hardness is in our own bodies. And some of the same minerals in the ground beneath our feet are also in our bones. And when this body dies, those same minerals will return to the earth. Now we can explore the water elemental quality in the body. All that experienced as liquid and flowing or sticky. Saliva. Tears. Joint fluid. Urine. Sweat. Blood. Even with the eyes closed, you might gently move the eyeballs in their sockets and feel the fluidity around the eyeballs. You might become aware of the pooling of saliva in the mouth. Or some moisture in the nose. The pulse of the blood at our wrists or knees or neck perhaps the sensations of sweat somewhere on the skin and the air that we breathe has a slight moisture to it and the air that we breathe out has even more moisture in it 
we can know this quality of fluidity in our own bodies. These bodies that are roughly 60% water. And that same water, when we die, will evaporate, become clouds, and eventually return to the rivers and the lakes and the sea. Now we can explore the fire element within the body. The process of metabolism, the experience of energy and of temperature. Whatever posture you're in now, you can experience the heat of the body, the interplay of warmth or coolness throughout the whole body. Some areas are hotter, some areas are cooler. We can notice perhaps the air that we breathe in is slightly cooler than the air that we breathe out. We might be aware of some warmth in the stomach area as it digests food. And we might at times notice sudden twitches or jolts of energy in the legs or the arms. All of these are the fire elemental qualities. And outside the body too, the temperature of the air around you is warm. And when we die the warmth of our bodies will cool to the same temperature as the environment around it. This is the experience of the fire elemental quality. we can turn our awareness to the air elemental quality within the body the air in our lungs and other body cavities we can be aware of the breathing of the air flowing rhythmically in and out Perhaps, too, there's some movement of air in the stomach or the intestines. Maybe some other experiences of movement or motion or vibration. All of these are aspects of air, elemental quality. And the air that you breathe in and the air that you breathe out, when does it become yours? When does it stop being yours? 
is the same air that's shared by every living being on earth. Humans and mammals, reptiles and birds and insects and plants and trees, all exchanging this quality of air. And when we die, the air in our lungs and all of our other bodily cavities will escape and return to the atmosphere. This is the experience of air, elemental quality. And just for a moment, letting go of directing your attention to any element in particular. And just resting the awareness on whatever experience naturally calls the attention. Tuning into this changing interplay of earth and water, fire and air. So that's a very quick overview of the bodily experiences that these four qualities or elements represent. And it's possible that for some of you it may still seem a little bit abstract. So what I'd like to do now is invite us into some relational practice again to help us get a more direct sense of how these four elemental qualities can support Skillful mental states can support openness, ease, and equanimity. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.